Listen to the words of the prophet Isaiah, as recorded in Isaiah chapter 40, verses 30 to 31. Even youths shall faint and be weary, and the young men shall fall exhausted. But they who wait for the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. And they shall walk and not faint. Well, those who seek the Lord and his purpose for their lives understand something very important. And that is that God's timing is not the same as ours. And sometimes the answer doesn't seem to come as soon as we would like it. And and we're forced to wait upon God. And in those times, we just don't know where to turn or what God is saying to us. And this silence of, of God sometimes tests our faith like nothing else. Consider Job in the Old Testament. Here's a man who was struck by Satan. His wealth was taken from him. All his children were killed by the enemy. And he was left sitting in an ash heap outside of the city because of his unclean running sores. And in this time of suffering, Job wondered what God was doing. He, he pleaded with God to, to speak to him and show him something, but there was only silence. It was in these times of silence that Job's faith was severely tested. And he questioned God. He asked God where he was in his pain. He Did God really care about him? Had he done something for which he was being punished? Why had the blessing of God been stripped from him? And so he cried out day and night. Job found no answer from God. And these were days of confusion and bewilderment. And the silence of God was was terrifying for him. Who among us has not gone through such times? But Job wasn't the only one who had to wait upon the Lord for the Lord to speak. The psalmist also experienced a silence in Psalm 22 when he writes in verse 1, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Why are you so far from saving me from the words of my groaning? Oh my God, I cry by day, but you do not answer, and by night, but I find no rest. You can sense the agony of the psalmist in these words as he faces his, his trial. Why have you forsaken me, God? Why are you so far from saving me? Why do you not respond to my groaning? I cry out day and night, but you do not answer. I can't find rest for my agony. What could be worse than realizing that your last hope is in a person who is not picking up the phone? If he doesn't respond, all hope is lost, but there is no answer on the other end of the line. But how different it is 
when we hear from him, his voice, that voice that reassures us in our trials. And just to know that he knows our trial reassures us and restores our joy and peace. And and we sometimes just need to know that he knows and is in control. When God speaks and we know his presence in our circumstances, we have peace. We, we can face the worst of trials when, when God speaks and we know his presence. Men and women of all ages have, have joyfully laid down their lives knowing that presence. In the book of Acts, we read about Stephen who was being stoned for preaching the, the gospel. But God spoke to him through a vision at that time, and, and Stephen saw the Lord seated on his throne. And, and what comfort and reassurance that, that presence of, of God brought to him at that time. And, and those there at the event describes Stephen's face as being like that of an angel in Acts chapter 6 and verse 15. Despite being stoned to death, Stephen's heart was full of delight when he heard from God and he saw the Lord Jesus seated on his throne. Consider also the friends of Daniel who were cast into the fiery furnace because they refused to worship the king's idol But there in the midst of the furnace, they met with God. And those who looked in at that fiery blaze saw the presence of another figure that spoke with them and comforted them. And and you see, we can face the fiery trials when we are hearing from God. His voice reassures us and comforts us in the midst of our afflictions. The silence of God, however, is terrifying. In those times of God's silence, we begin to question our walk with God. We we question what we have learned about God. We find ourselves disoriented and confused and open to the temptations of the enemy. We're vulnerable in these times of silence. Now, there's a story in 1 Samuel chapter 13 about King Saul. And in this passage, the king is facing a powerful Philistine army. And as the army approaches, Saul waits for Samuel the prophet to come and offer the required sacrifice before going into battle. But Samuel delayed in coming. And as they waited for the prophet to come to make the sacrifice, Every moment grew more and more intense, with the enemy surrounding them, ready at any moment to pounce. The anxiety in Saul's men began to build. And for some, this silence and waiting became too much, and they began to abandon their post and leave the the battle site. And as for Saul, Though he was not a priest, he, he couldn't bear the silence any longer and the waiting any longer either. And so, disobeying the law of God, he takes matters into his own hands and unlawfully offers the sacrifice himself. Silence, waiting, can be a deadly enemy. In the case of Saul's men, they, this silence and waiting caused them to abandon their post. They simply gave up their anxiety and worry, took over, and they, they fled. 
And the faith of many is not strong enough to allow them to, to wait on God. Their fears and doubts overcome them and they turn away. And these individuals find themselves as they turn away in worse situations than they had been had they waited. How many have turned away from the Lord because they could not endure the silence and the waiting upon God? And so for many, the silence and waiting causes them to abandon their post in doubt and anxiety. As for Saul, the silence caused him to take matters into his own hands, and he chose willingly to disregard the command and, and, uh, and the, the law of God and offered a sacrifice that he was unworthy and unqualified to offer. While waiting on God is not always easy, the Bible has some very important promises for those who endure the silence and wait upon Him. Consider Isaiah 64 and verse 4, where the prophet says this, From of old, no one has heard or perceived by the ear. No eye has seen a God beside you who acts for those who wait for him. There is something so incredible about this verse. God acts on behalf of those who wait for him. In fact, Isaiah tells us that there has never been a God like our God who acts and does what he does on behalf of those who are willing to wait upon him. The prophet Isaiah goes on in chapter 40, verses 30 to 31, the passage we read at the beginning, and he says this, Even youths shall faint and, and be weary, and young men shall fall exhausted. But though they who wait for the Lord shall renew their strength, and they shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. The promise of Isaiah here for those who wait upon the Lord, is that their strength would be renewed, that they would fly like eagles, their weariness would come to an end, and they would run, and they would walk without being overcome. How often we, like Saul, take matters into our own hands. We, we do the best we can in our situation, but God has something even better for those who will but only wait upon him. Consider also the words of Isaiah 26 in verses 8 and 9. In the path of your judgments, O Lord, we wait for you. Your name and remembrance are the desire of our soul. My soul yearns for you in the night. My spirit within me earnestly seeks you. For when your judgments are on the earth, the inhabitants of the world learn righteousness. There are two details we need to see from these words of the prophet Isaiah. Consider first the, the reason why the prophet waits upon the Lord. Verse 8 
He says this, In the path of your judgments, O Lord, we wait for you. Your name and remembrance are the desire of our soul. My soul yearns for you in the night. My spirit within me earnestly seeks you. Notice three phrases in in those two verses. Your name and remembrance are the desire of our soul. My soul yearns for you. My spirit within me earnestly seeks you. Isaiah waits because there is nothing greater to wait for than God. His soul desired, yearned for, and earnestly sought after God. No other voice measured up to his, no other purpose compared to his. Nothing would satisfy the soul more than him. Like Saul's soldiers, we we have abandoned, many have abandoned their posts, but what they found, however, could not satisfy them. When, When many began to question him, the, the Lord Jesus turned his to his disciples and, and asked in, in John chapter 6, verse 66 and 67. After this, many of his disciples turned back and no longer walked with him. And so Jesus said to the twelve, do you want to go away as well? Do you want to go away as well? Now listen to the response of Peter to that question of Jesus. In verse 68 of John chapter 6, Simon Peter answered him, Lord, to whom shall we go? You have the words of eternal life. Where else could the disciples go? There was no better place to be than in the center of his will. Admittedly, there, there, there were times of silence and, and confusion and many others would abandon, but, but some like Stephen were, were even stoned to death for, for the, for their Lord. But, but those stones were, according to Stephen, far better than abandoning the one he loved. Like Isaiah, the heart of the believer longs for God and his purpose. There is no other place they want to be. The silence of waiting for God is is greater than the confusing shouts of the world and the emptiness it brings. Isaiah waits because his heart longed more for God and his voice and his purpose than any temporary earthly solution he might find on his own. Notice, secondly, in Isaiah 26 and verse 9, that the prophet waited for the Lord because by waiting he would learn righteousness. Isaiah 26 and verse 9, For when your judgments are in the earth, the inhabitants of the world learn righteousness. God has a purpose for the waiting. And though this waiting is is long and difficult, through it we learn righteousness. The uncertainty of waiting strengthens our faith in Him. The answer of God to those who wait stirs up our confidence in Him. God will not allow our waiting on Him to go unrewarded. He will strengthen us in righteousness, and He will reveal Himself to all who are are faithful.
There's no doubt that those who want to walk in obedience to God will have to learn to wait on Him. Like Job, there will be times of confusion and pain when God does not seem to be answering our prayers. Like Saul's warriors, we, we will be tempted to abandon our posts when, when things don't happen as soon as we'd like. And sometimes, like Saul, we want to take matters into our own hands when God doesn't seem to be acting as soon as we would like Him. But these solutions fall short of God's great purpose for us. He promises renewal and strength for all who will wait upon Him. The dark clouds will part and the sunshine of His presence will break through. You will, like Stephen, see Him seated on His throne. Shall we settle for our own way? When the wisdom and great purpose of God has yet to be revealed, shall we be satisfied with earthly favors when the storehouse of heaven is yet to be opened for all who will but wait? Moses waited 40 years before God spoke to him through the burning bush. But when he obeyed, a whole nation was released from bondage. Paul waited years before an invitation from Barnabas came that launched his missionary career, and we know the impact that that had on the world of that day. Even Jesus waited 30 years before beginning his ministry of this earth, and we understand the impact of his ministry in our lives today. Waiting and the uncertainty it brings is, is not easy for us. The silence of God is uncomfortable. We want to know right now why and how and where. But God's timing is not our timing. The pain and struggle we face as we, as we wait stretches us beyond where we feel comfortable. But where else can we go? Nothing else will measure up to the purpose of God. Nothing else will measure up to His voice and the comfort that it brings. And when the cloud parts, we will see His face and hear His voice. And we will understand that all of this has been worth the wait.